Are you new to wholesaling real estate and you want some additional help getting that marketing out the door so your phone can start ringing? Do you need help running comps, analyzing deals, making offers? How about repair estimates? Do you struggle with any of these things? Well, guys, we are here to help. Mike and I have a weekly group coaching mastermind, and we would like to invite you guys to come check it out. It is a phenomenal value. For just a few hundred dollars a month, you can connect with Mike and I, get access to all of our courses, as well as join us on weekly coaching calls where we discuss what is working today in our real estate business. We are an open book. We talk about what kind of marketing we're doing. We do case studies and we answer any and all questions that you guys might have for us on those weekly calls. This mastermind is limited to only a few people. So check it out at dpipodcast.com forward slash mastermind to where you guys can get some more information about this amazing offer. Again, access to all of our courses. Connect with Mike and I on weekly calls. Ask us questions that you have about your wholesaling or real estate business, as well as weekly trainings on what we are doing in our business and what is working. This is like rocket fuel for your business. Check it out, dpipodcast.com forward slash mastermind. We'll see you inside. Welcome to the Discount Property Investor Podcast, where we show you how to buy real estate at a discount so you can create wealth over time and income today. Our mission is to share what we have learned from the experience of others and help you make more money investing like a pro. We want to teach you how to create wealth by investing in real estate, the Discount Property Investor way. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome back, Discount Property Investors. We are your hosts, Mike Slane and David Dodge. Today's episode is going to be touching on selling your contract as well as building your buyer's list. So check us out, discountpropertyinvestor.com. If you haven't already subscribed to our emails in the top right-hand corner, you can subscribe to the emails. Also check out the freewholesalecourse.com. There'll be a link to that course on Discount Property Investor. Uh, one thing that we probably haven't mentioned in previous episodes, if you need to reach us, you can reach me at david at discountpropertyinvestor.com and mike at mike at discountpropertyinvestor.com as well. So today we're going to jump right in talking about selling our contracts, selling our deals, you know, to our cash buyers, as well as give you folks a little a couple tips on building your buyers list. Mm -hmm. So Mike, you want to take the lead on this one? Sure. Uh, so selling the deal. So let's talk about where we've gotten so far. Uh, so far, you are trying to wholesale a deal. So you've got some marketing in place, you're taking phone calls, you're making offers, you're writing contracts, and now you finally have a deal under contract. Boom. So wow, deer in headlights, what do you do? Right? You, gotta, you, <laughs> you either gotta close that thing, come up with some money, or you gotta sell it. That's right. Uh, so our, option, our favorite option, obviously, is selling the deal right away and being able to cash a check. So let me just make this very clear. You do not need a website to get started in this business. You do not need a website to get started 
in this business. It is one of those things that it's fun to play with. It's fun to make it look cool and look good. It's not going to sell the it's deal. Not for necessary. You. It's though. absolutely not. Now, do we well, recommend having a website? Absolutely, absolutely. But you don't need it. That's not day one stuff. Day don't one. Don't let that stop you. Right. From getting out there and doing deals. Oh, I don't have my website built. That's bullshit. Yeah, that's it's it's yeah. Don't don't worry about it. What you need is a property under contract. And if you're you're still listening and still following along, then hopefully you're you're doing that and you're closer to getting one under contract. Um, so once you've done that, you've got to basically sell your property. So we do it in very much the same way that we purchase our properties. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's only so many ways that you can advertise. So we do the same things like I think we talked about in our previous episode on um, marketing. We ha- we can do online ads. You can do bandit signs. You can do direct mail. You can do uh, networking. And here I'll delve a little bit into each one of those then. Sure, sure. So online, same thing. It's Craigslist, all those free places you can post your ads. Mm-hmm. You can post that you've got a property for sale now. Say, I've got a property for sale, motivated seller. Yep. Uh, the bandit signs, what? I thought I was buying houses. Well, same thing. You can write three bedroom, two bath, motivated seller, must, must sell. Must sell or $30,000 under market, must sell, three, two, mm-hmm. whatever you it is. put them around the, uh, the intersections that are kind of around that house mm-hmm. is the best way to do it. Some people I know go a little bit further out and um, yeah. I mean, Mike, I've been seeing calls. more and more of these bandit signs for selling their deals mm-hmm. versus, I mean, there's obviously tons of them out there for, you know, we buy houses, call me. Um, but just to go off on a slight tangent yeah, here, there was a bandit sign for a house that um, I saw next to one of my rentals last week. I called it. I actually knew the guy just from being another co another wholesaler. And uh, now I'm marketing the deal for him, helping him try to co trying to sell that deal. It's called a coho sale. And if I'm able to, you know, sell this deal for him, then we'll make a couple grand mm-hmm. just from calling that sign. So those signs do work. Yeah, um, bandit signs. Next will be direct mail. Mm-hmm. So direct mail is another one people don't think about. If you've got a property in an area that is heavy with cash buyers, you're having trouble selling it, uh, you can ask a realtor or if you are licensed, you can go on to the MLS, you can pull data and actually see all the cash transactions. You can actually certain- do it on uh, list source as well. Oh, can you? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that. Uh, so anyways, you can go and you can find people who have purchased properties for cash in an area surrounding your property pull up their information and send them a letter. Say, hey, I've got this property here. This is 10 grand less than what you paid for your last one. Give me a call if you're interested. Yeah, send them a postcard. Send them a postcard with the picture of the house on it. Mm-hmm. And then just big bold font that just has the details. Hey, this is the address, it's the three two, I'm selling it, call me. I mean, don't overthink this stuff, guys. It's not that hard. Um, direct mail does work. Direct mail for us is kind of a last option. For selling for the selling deal. It, we, we don't do a lot, no. We don't do a lot. Now, have we done it in the past? Yes. And it's a great way to do it. Um, our friend, uh, our other friend, Mike, he uh, he does a lot of direct mail, but he's doing more multifamilies. And for him, that works better. Mm-hmm. So um, direct mail definitely works. Networking uh, will be number four here. Networking is always a great way to sell deals. It's always a great way to build the list. So I'm going to kind of combine networking with building the list. Um, that's that's actually number four, number five on our list as as far as how we go about selling our deals. So you know, go to your local RIAs like we had mentioned in previous episodes. Um, go to Meetup.com. We're not affiliated with them, but it's just a great free resource to find these these groups, these investor groups, or these uh, these what we like to call RIAs. 
and um, you can meet all these other investors. Now, if these people are going to these these RIAs, they're obviously either interested in investing or they're already investing. So they are your perfect cash buyer. So when you go to these RIAs, get as many business cards as possible, take that information home and put it into a to an Excel sheet or you know whatever you're doing, even if you're writing down whatever, but organize that information, call these people, email these people and just ask them you know, hey, what kind of properties are you looking for? If I'm gonna, you know, do some marketing to try to help you find some deals, what would you be interested in? You know, what can I send you? And just build your list that way. Another way to build the list is whenever you're doing your other sources of marketing, like let's say you're posting ads on Craigslist or Bigger Pockets or you know, Backpage or eBay mm -hmm. Classifieds or whatever that online source may be, when you get phone calls coming in, record that information. What's the name of that person? What's their number? See if you can get their email. And if they're interested in your deal, great, sell it to them. You'll make some money. If they're not interested in that deal for any reason, ask them. Say, hey, I'm a, I'm a wholesaler, I'm a cash buyer. You know, We should work together in the future. Maybe this deal doesn't work for you. What are you looking for? All you need to figure out is a couple things. Are they looking for rehabs? Are they looking for rentals? How much are they willing to spend and where do they invest? Mm -hmm. I mean, you could get into way more detail, but that's really the main stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the, I'd say it's the entirety of this business is, is you're constantly looking for a property and you're all, you're constantly looking for money. And by money, I'm talking about basically your end Selling buyer. Selling it, you need to build an exit. Your end buyer on this one. So, I mean, you're, you're always looking for those things. If you're not, you're not really doing the business. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, again, it's all these online, all these ad, all the advertising methods, mm -hmm. if you're collecting that information and adding them to your buyer's list, because that people, it's churn, it's constant churn. Sometimes people are buying, sometimes they're not. So you've always got to find that next person that's ready to buy yeah. and what they're looking for. Now, the for beauty of, of building your list is the more people that you have on your list, the easier it's going to become to sell your deals. So. We always like to collect at least an email and a name. And obviously, if we can capture a phone number if they call, then we'll, we'll capture that as well. And um, I've only been doing this business for a little over a year. I've been in real estate for about nine, 10 years as a passive investor, um, which you've heard in episode number one. Um, but as a wholesaler, I've only been doing this for about a year, but I've, but I've really focused on building my buyer's list. And of course, partnering up with Mike here, he had a way bigger list than me. So we've kind of merged right. those lists together, yeah. <laughs> but uh, we have we have you know now at this point we can email out our deals to our buyers. So instead of us putting it out there, you know, on bandit signs or online ads, which we still do, of course, but we can actually deliver that deal straight to the inbox of our investor, of our cash buyer. Um, we're also you know we also have a, a text message list. There's tons of free services out. Not, I'm sorry, not free. There's tons of services out there that you can subscribe to and you can import your, your database, your, your list of, of phone numbers, and you can text that information out. So whenever we text or email that information out, um, it, it'll have a picture of the property and the key metrics of that property, and then a link back to a website where they can go see more pictures and you know get more information, mm -hmm. obviously our phone number or a little contact form. Now, in the beginning of this episode, we said, you do not need a website, and that's so true. You don't need a website. You can post it on Craigslist and do bandit signs. However, you know, if you have a website, it's gonna make it a little bit easier, and it's gonna be easier to manage your Well, your yes and no, list. so I mean, again, so. you don't need a website, and I'll hit on that then. So if you're emailing out the deal, well, if you post your property to Craigslist, you can email that link. 
You can. And if you, it's same thing with the text. You text it out because there's a, there's actually a fellow in our market. That's what he does. That's what he does. Everything is on, on Craigslist. So you really, really don't need to be web savvy. You really don't need a website to build a business around. It's a very good point. He does plenty of deals. He does. I know Uh, what you're talking about. mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, so so don't get hung up on stuff like that. Um, You can still leverage technology without being super tech savvy. It's a a very good point, Mike. Yeah. I stand corrected. (laughs) (laughs) Sit corrected. That's right. Uh, All right. So, what about selling the deal? So then we can talk about uh, showing the property too. This is also something that um, you didn't, you hopefully you didn't get in this business uh, to be an agent and actually show properties. That's um, not what I got in this business, I'll tell you that. Right. I got in this it, business to make money. So one, the, <laughs> so one of the things that we like to do, uh, we always try to put that we can put a lockbox on the property. Uh, and this way- you, I push for that, Mike. Mm-hmm. When I'm out in an appointment and I get a property under contract, especially if it's vacant, mm-hmm. You know, I just oh, say, yeah. hey, I need to get in here with my contractors and or my inspectors. Now, I'm going to buy it as is, of course, but I still need to do my own due diligence. So I'm going to get in here with my contractors so we can do the inspections. Do you mind if we put a lockbox on the door? I'll even give you the code if it's the only key so you can access it as Mr. or Mrs. Seller. So and that and that's I, a similar similar approach and what I've actually found I'm more comfortable with is saying, oh, yeah, I need to get my contractor through just to confirm my numbers. Uh, but you don't want to actually have to come back out here with the key and meet me. Love it. And for closing, we're going to have to deal with uh, transferring the keys around. If we just go ahead and put the lockbox on it with the key now, we don't have to worry about it. What code would you like to be in the lockbox? Oh, lock I love it. What code would you like? Yeah, so I then like they that. are the ones. You set the lockbox Kinda code. To give their... them the power at that Exactly. Point. It's their lockbox. It's their property still. They have that. Then they're kind of in bed. Oh, okay. That makes sense. If they say, you know, I'm not really comfortable with that, then I'm, instead of just saying, oh, okay, no problem, you know, my next, my next uh, objection handling to that is, can we put it on the back door? That way people can't see it when they're driving down the street, you know? And mm-hmm. it's very rare that we'll get a motivated seller especially a motivated one that isn't willing to do the lockbox on the property. Um, right, so you get the lockbox so that you don't have to meet all the sellers or all the buyers out there when they want to go look at it. Because again, if you're if you're doing other stuff or if you've got a full-time job still, you can't get out there constantly to show the property. So you want to get a lockbox. So well, who people, wants to do that anyway? Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, you don't want to drive out to the property 10 times. I mean, sometimes we'll have a hot deal and we will have 30 or 40 people that want to walk through a property. Yeah, surprisingly, sometimes that little—it was a one-bedroom. Oh that, man, it's crazy. Some yeah. some of these deals—they shock me. But regardless, I don't want to have to go meet thirty different people at a house. That would take me two weeks to do that, driving there and showing them. And so, put a lockbox on it. If you're capturing their name, their phone number, and their email when you're building your list, you have information about them anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, we recommend just putting a lockbox on the property and allowing your buyers right. To go see it. So obviously, don't post the lockbox online. Make them call you or email you so that you get their name, very, phone number, very good point. Email. If you're doing then, Craigslist ads, do not put your <laughs> lockbox on the ad. Make them call you. But that also opens up some doors to kind of introduce yourself to this investor, this cash mm-hmm. buyer, and then build your list by getting information. Oh, hey, sir, you're interested in this property? No problem. We have a lockbox on it. Let me get some information from you, and then I'll give you the code. Sure. And, and then it opens up the door to getting that information. Where do you buy? What kind of investments? How much are you spending? So on and so forth. And I'm going to go ahead and say that, too, it's not a terrible idea to meet some of your buyers out there either. No, not when at all. When you're new. Uh, if you have time to do it, go do yeah, it. Yeah, go build rapport. Uh, people like to people do business with people. Um, yeah, we sell houses, but it's a people business. And it is a people business. Uh, yeah, so again, you've got to get to know these people, especially if it's going to be somebody who may be a repeat buyer. It's great to 
for them to see you be the face of, of your company for them. It's a really good because point. Because it's, yeah, you're building a relationship with them. So that anyways. If you're uh, busy, give them the code. But if you're not, yeah, go meet them. That's a great, that's a great point because then you're, you're going to get, they're going to get to know who you are. That face-to-face is, is super valuable. Very good point. Right. So, um, but why your deal isn't selling is our next topic here, folks. So why your deal wouldn't be selling. There's really only two reasons that your deal isn't selling in my opinion. One would be price. Two would be price. Two would be price. No, two would be oh, okay. you're not marketing it enough. Yeah. So if it's, true. it's the audience, right? So one is price, two is audience. So, you know, Mike had a good point, price and price. Price is obviously gonna sell a deal. If it's a good deal, price. But if only five people see the deal, that's not enough people to, it's not a big enough audience. So this is the marketing business, folks. We've said it several times in previous episodes. You're marketing to get the deals. You're marketing to the motivated sellers to, to get the deals. Mm. And you have to then market that deal to the cash buyer. So by building the list, making the, it makes the marketing very easy. If you can send an email out to 500 people or 5,000 people or whatever, that's easy. That's going right to their inbox. They get the deal. That marketing has just been simplified. But if you're new to the business, you need to get out there. You need to market. You need to post ads online. You need to do the bandit signs. You need to go to yeah, RIAs. That's a you really need to good, meet people. Really good point. And I guess I kind of overlooked that because I just assume that when you get the deal, you're hustling to sell it. So you're posting an ad every day on Craigslist. You're multiple ads. Yeah, two I to mean, three ads a day. Right. I mean, if you want to sell it, you need to get it out there. Right. You're going to the networking meetings. You're doing the work. I mean, that's you're basically picking up the phone and calling. To me and you, it's given, but to a new investor, you know, it's a good, it's a good point. Yeah. Oh, you know? here's another selling. I didn't even, uh, we didn't even touch on this one, but so Craigslist, you're posting ads. There's for rent sign or for rent ads. Call for rents around your rental property or around the property. Hey, would you be interested in buying a property three three doors over? The guy that has the rent down the street, he probably has more than one houses for rent. He's an investor. Mm-hmm. It's a very good point. We also will call people that have. Uh, for rental, you know, properties for rent, rentals, um, and make them cash offers on their deals. But to your yeah, point- Yeah, either way, man. Either way, but to your point, if somebody has a property in the area that they're renting, they're already an investor, and they may be a good buyer for you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So uh, what to do next um, in the event that you are not able to sell the deal? Mike, what's the next steps? So there's really, I mean, there's only two options. You've got your contract in place. You can walk away from the deal, you can tell the seller that, hey, uh, because of this, I found through my inspection period, my due diligence, this property doesn't actually meet my criteria. Mm. So I don't want, I can't close on it. Sorry. That option's no fun, right? That's a no fun That's option. A no fun it option. happens. Sometimes the due diligence will open up a can of worms that you don't want to proceed with. So your other option is to renegotiate. Basically say, hey, Mr. Seller, I through my due diligence, I found that this property needs a little bit more work than I expected. In order for me to close on it, I'm gonna need to come down on price $5,000, $10,000, whatever number it is that you know you can get someone in to purchase it. Or I'm gonna need five more days to inspect it and 5,000 off. Absolutely. So basically you're gonna, you're gonna renegotiate your terms of the purchase contract, get yourself some more time, uh, get yourself a better price so that you can remarket your property, say, go back to the buyers who looked at it and said, hey, would you be interested in this if I could sell it to you for three grand less? See how I said when five grand When it comes to negotiating or renegotiating, yeah. it's, it's really just kind of open season out there, folks. So, you know, what I like to do is just like Mike said, to reiterate, you can, you can renegotiate your terms, you can renegotiate your costs. So 
what we do is let's say we have a property just throwing out some random numbers that we have in our contract at 60 and we're marketing it at 70 okay it's a 10,000 spread and let's say that we get a cash offer at 58,000 and the guy says I will buy this tomorrow 58,000 let's do it however we are into the deal at 60,000 okay so we would lose two grand if we did that deal so what we would then do is we would go back to the seller and we would say listen we found our partner remember that partner's approval CYA clause we found our partner he's ready to go however based upon these this you know criteria and then you can bring up you know the fact that you maybe you underestimated your repair costs or you overestimated your retail you know end ARV you can say based on these figures we still want to move forward however I need to get it a little bit of better price. So if we can then drop that price down to, you know, 55 or 53, we can still make five to eight grand on that deal mm -hmm. or whatever those numbers would be mm -hmm. by renegotiating down, knowing that we already have a buyer lined up at 58,000. Yeah. So renegotiate, exit, those are your two options. If you have to exit, obviously that's maybe your only option, but before you exit the deal, always try to renegotiate, always ask for more time always ask for a better price because again as we said earlier you know whenever you send a contract to somebody and they sign it they've already mentally cashed that check mm -hmm. so if you have to give them a little bit less money eh, so be it usually, yeah they're, usually they're ready to go yeah they're ready to sell it usually um, again and, and expect people they're not gonna be happy about it I mean oftentimes they, they might get upset with you and again you gotta have a spine in this business. Yeah, you know? it is what it is. You gotta just keep powering forward. They may not be happy with you, but at the end of the day, you're still gonna be helping them out. You're still gonna be taking the property off of their hands. That they're motivated to sell. They're gonna get a little bit less money for it, so be it. But you know, they're still they're still probably gonna shake your hand after the deal's done. I'm sure. I mean, again, if you if you say you know I thank you for helping me and hopefully helped you out. I mean, most people are they're gonna be happy with Absolutely. the fact that they were able to get rid of that problem. And whenever you're face-to-face -face with an individual versus on the phone, situations are always different. Oh, yeah. It's easy to get mad at somebody on a phone call or through an email, because context isn't always you know, conveyed properly. But in person, when they get that check, everything changes. So let's talk so. a little bit about action items today. Uh, if you have a property under contract, hopefully you're out there putting up ads, like David said, more than one time a day. Multiple. Put out the banded yeah. signs, find the buyers in that area, do the direct mail, network, tell people about your deal. If you don't have a property under contract, market a property. Ah, uh -oh. good point. So here's here, here's how you do that though. You absolutely have to have permission from the person who has the prop. So go out and network, find another wholesaler, say, hey, can I help you sell that deal? I'm trying to get started. You have to get their permission in, not just the permission, but get a JV agreement, get a joint venture agreement in place. Freewholesalecourse.com. We have an example of a joint venture agreement. Again, folks, very simple, one page, big font. It just lays out the fact that you are going to be joint venturing with another individual, another wholesaler, mm -hmm. to help them sell the deal. The terms of that will be laid out in the contract. Yeah, Check it out. Just for that deal, the reason you need that is you, you cannot market a property for someone if you don't have an equitable interest. So this joint venture gives you that permission and it spells it out for you. Even if it's your best bud, I still think it's important to get joint ventures in place just because as things change, if get a joint venture. So get that joint venture, then start doing the same things we just said. Start marketing that deal. Uh, your Figure out what they're already doing mm -hmm. and then supplement it. Do what they're not doing. You mm -hmm. know, If you already have a small buyer's list, 
email it out to that list. If they're not doing banded signs, but they're doing Craigslist posts, well, maybe not try to overwhelm Craigslist with more of the same posts. Go out and do some bandit signs. But Mike, you have a very, very good point. If you don't have any of your own deals, contact the local wholesalers. Um, go to Ria's and meet them and mm -hmm. ask them if you can help them sell your deals. If somebody comes to me and says, Dave, I have a buyer for one of your deals. Fantastic. That's less marketing than I got to do to sell it. I'm more than happy to split that deal with them mm -hmm. for bringing a buyer. So whenever you go about, you know, building that relationship with these other people, they're not going to, you know, most of them, they're not going to be upset that you want to help them. They're, they want your help. Great. You want to help me sell this thing? Fantastic. Let's split it. Most of them. Bring a deal. Yeah. Most, most of them. Most Sometimes of them. Sometimes you meet some people who don't want help and that's fine. No, that's fine. fine. Let them whatever. do their thing. Exactly. Yeah, you keep, don't really want to work with them anyway. Keep storming, keep, keep storming forward. That's right. So that's basically, uh, I think, all we have for today. So to get started in wholesaling, uh, make sure you check out the discountpropertyinvestor.com. See all of our properties that are currently available. Uh, check out the link to freewholesalecourse.com. There you'll find that JV agreement and uh, some links to all the stuff that we've mentioned during the show. Mm -hmm. uh, next week, we're going to be talking about closings. So how to get your deal through closing. Uh, and we're going to end on a quote. Dave, you want to read the quote for this week? Absolutely. We are not here to have power over people. We are here to empower people. Thanks, folks. Excellent. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and subscribe to help us reach a wider audience. We would also appreciate it if you left us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Thanks in advance for your support. And remember, you make your money when you buy and get paid when you sell. Now let's go build some wealth.